Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. American Financing is our sponsor here for The Blaze. What would you give to be able to predict the future? Something an awful lot of people might have thought about down through the years. Imagine just knowing all the right moves to make all the time. Be amazing. Unfortunately, that's not the way things work. If you're a homeowner, planning ahead is the best thing you can do, and it means cutting back spending where you can, saving money where it's possible, and it means giving a 10-minute phone call to American Financing. Do it today. In 10 minutes, their salary-based consultants will do a free mortgage review and let you know what your options are for saving money. Whether it's refinance on your home mortgage or at a lower interest rate, maybe it's consolidation of your loan to help get rid of that high-interest credit card debt, which is so important. For over 20 years, the people who have been doing it is American Financing. Call them. They can they can really help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or AmericanFinancing.net. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There's a couple of things going on that you should be aware of. Uh, Congress has pretty much given up or the White House has given up on Congress and the Senate ever being able to pass a green bill, a build back better bill. So now the president is considering executive action. When can't get it done one way, he'll jam it through the other way. Sounds an awful lot like Woodrow Wilson in FDR, quite frankly. Um, They are now talking about packing the Supreme Court and a new climate emergency and possibly a health care emergency as well due to abortion. All right. So what does all of this mean? Well, it means that the president can't get the American people to go along with his plans and he can't even get his own party to go along with his plans. And so he's going to jam it through any way he can because he's already put into place ESG through the private sector. Now, ESG is extraordinarily dangerous and destroys the free capitalism and the free market that we have in our country. It is a totally different system than the one we're on. Who's standing against it? And BlackRock, which is the leader of ESG, they just they just had a 22% downturn. Is that because of ESG or is that what everybody is having? 
we're we're going to talk to a guy who knows the answers to these things and also possibly what do we do about it vivek ramashwamy joins us in 60 seconds jody wrote in about her experience with relief factor she says i'm really grateful to experience relief from all of the pain i used to have in my upper and middle back I appreciate having something that's non-prescription and non-addictive that I can take. You know, the thing I really like about Relief Factor is I'm not fuzzy ever. I, I, I am clear-minded because it's not a drug. It's four key ingredients that attack the inflammation in your body. And Jody says, uh, I like that there are no side effects except for the positive ones. Thank you, Relief Factor. Relief Factor. Try it yourself. Three-week quick start developed just for you. $19.95, a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have already ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Vivek, my friend, how are you, sir? Good to talk to you, Glenn. How are you? I'm uh, very, very good. Um, you are a guy who I think one of the few that actually really gets ESG and the Great Reset believes and understands how dangerous it is uh, and is working to educate people and also uh, uh, help us beat it. Let me let me uh, let me start with what's happening with ESG and BlackRock is is BlackRock's downturn in their profits is this something that is caused uh by ESG or is this just the downturn of the market that everybody is feeling Well the answer to that question Glenn is it is both of those things in part because BlackRock is contributing to the downturn in the market that everyone is feeling because of ESG So I'll explain to you how that works where this is the largest asset manager in the world, managing over $10 trillion, around $10 trillion. It's about half the U.S. GDP in the hands of one firm. And if you add Vanguard and State Street to the list, the top three, they manage more than the U.S. GDP. And what they do is they're aggregating the money of everyday citizens. Probably most people listening to this program, actually. Probably you and me included. We don't know it through our 401k accounts, through pension fund accounts, etc. And what they do is they use that money to advocate for these ESG policies in corporate America, climate change plans, emissions caps, diversity, equity, inclusion, quota systems for race and gender on boards, etc. They use our money to advocate for those principles in corporate America that makes companies less successful. And as we've seen this year, has actually contributed to stock market declines as well, in my opinion. And the ESG-specific funds this year, Glenn, have actually underperformed the broader market as a whole, even though the broader market as a whole has already done badly enough. And I think a big part of why the broader market has done badly is in part because of the demands of these ESG-linked asset managers. But the ESG-specific funds have done even worse. So the answer to your question is, is there a downturn because of the broader market, or is it because of the failures of ESG? The answer is both, because... Part of the reason the broader market is turning down is exactly because of some of these toxic policies that cause companies to focus on these orthogonal social agendas. So let me ask you uh, if because this 
I, 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 I'm, I'm not an investor guy. I really, I mean, I should never be around money. I'm horrible at investing. Uh, however, um, it, it's, it would be my uh, feeling that if you are in a place to where oil is as scarce as it is, if we didn't have ESG, wouldn't the, the energy market be the place to put your money? Or is that just a Glenn Beck? You know, you know what? well, it's not, it's not just Glenn Beck. It's Warren Buffett's quietly starting to behave this way, too, Glenn. So you might give yourself a little bit more credit than you just did. But it's actually if you think about it, you know, this is uh, the potential moment for U.S. energy to really shine and rise to the occasion, not just as an investment proposition, but as a proposition to meet the needs of Americans at a time when there's a massive Correct. supply demand imbalance. Right. I mean. You, you, you remember that as recently as 2018, the U.S. was the world's largest producer of energy. How quickly things have changed now with the U.S. president groveling in front of foreign dictators around the world, begging them to produce more oil that the U.S. could be producing instead. And now I know the Biden administration is trying to walk this back. I think a lot of ESG managers like BlackRock are trying to walk this back and say, well, we don't really want to end fossil fuel production. Actually, you know what this uh, is, is? He's just making he's making good on a campaign promise. In September of 2019, yeah. on the campaign trail, I'm quoting him exactly. Here's what President Biden, then candidate Biden said. I guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuels, end quote. That was a campaign promise that he's now delivering on. But he has multiple tools to deliver on it, because normally the way constitutionally you would deliver on that campaign promise is that you would get a law passed through Congress. Well, he doesn't have the political support to do that. The American people haven't given Congress the political support to do that. Joe Manchin won't even stand in the way of doing won't even allow that to happen. And so what are they doing now? They're resorting to other means like executive action through the climate change emergency. We'll see. We'll hear more about what that means. They're doing it through the private sector deputizing their cronies like BlackRock, many of whose alumni, by the way, work in the Biden administration, but large private sector actors, they do favors for them in return for those private actors doing through the back door what government could not get done through the front door through Congress, the constitutionally ordained way for actually passing laws. So he's delivering on that campaign promise, but doing it through the back door in ways that I think would make our founding fathers shudder if they actually knew the way that government oh. was 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 treating the, the private sector and using the invisible fist of government instead of the invisible hand of the market to actually reach these outcomes. So, so one more, one more question uh, on, um, on food now. Would food be the same thing? Because we have, the, we have the ability, we have the property, the land, we have the farmers, we have the history of being uh, the world's breadbasket. If it wasn't for ESG, wouldn't this be the time that farming would be the best kind of investment where you would we would be selling our wheat and our food all over the world? We would literally be feeding the world if it wasn't for ESG. Am I wrong on and that? At a and at a time when there's real demand and need for it as well. So the way I, I look at it going is these are all part of the same categories because Energy is upstream of food production as well, right? It takes energy to transport food, to be able to export food, to be able to produce food, to be able to put the ingredients together. For, you know, so, so I, I agree with you. 
I, I kind of look at energy as even more fundamental because it's upstream of nearly yeah. every other sector and nearly every yeah. other production means. But but the thing right. the thing for people to understand here is that this is this is damage that's been done in the last few years by the merger of public power and private power. So that's what makes it so hard to find a source, because on one hand, Biden can say, this isn't my fault. This is just the decisions of the private sector that stopped drilling for oil, that stopped mm-hmm. drilling for nat- that stopped fracking for natural gas. We didn't do that. There was no policy you could point to. But actually, the reason why they're doing it is because of the ESG movement in the private sector that this administration and, and the modern left supports through the back door. And so, so that's kind of how they're able to really trick the public through this jujitsu move, saying that, oh, this isn't, the pri- this isn't us passing laws to do this. We're just seeing the private sector underinvest in oil and gas. That's what they say okay, when gas so- prices are high, when in fact they were responsible for causing it. And that's what people need to wake up to. All right, so so they are they are not talking to the American people about this. They're blaming the private sector, um, and that usually means the investors and the companies. But the investors are not necessarily a part of this. A lot of us are invested in these companies through our four hundred one k, et cetera, et cetera, and we're not telling the companies to do this. Do the companies want to do this, or is it based just on the pressure? from places like BlackRock, who have a lot of those shares because the, we've, we run our money through BlackRock for our 401ks. Yeah, it, it's really the latter, Glenn, I'm telling you. So, so the U.S. energy sector, this, the, the potential of U.S. energy to be able to supply not only America's needs, but the global needs is, is staggering. And this isn't just a policy failure. It's an American travesty when those same companies have been hamstrung from being able to do their jobs. Now, most people choose to, choose to work in the energy industry, for example, work in the energy industry because they want to be part of that solution. But what's happened in the last right. four or five years is that these large shareholders like BlackRock have imposed constraints on these companies. I'll give you a very specific example. Exxon, by, by the way, was the largest company in the world as recently as 2013. It's the largest U.S. energy company. BlackRock voted in favor of putting three dissident directors, three new directors that they put on the board of directors of Exxon to adjust its climate change strategy. And before BlackRock put those, voted for those directors to join Exxon's board, Exxon had a business plan to increase oil production 25% between 2020 and 2025. After they put those new directors on Exxon's board, they revised their business plan to reduce oil production 20% over those same five years. Wow. That's, a clear, that, that's a clear before and after. Now, Imagine today how much more successful um, the American energy industry would be. Exxon would be as a company. How much lower gas prices would be if American oil companies were actually producing more oil, which was their prior business plan, before BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street, too, vote in favor of these new directors on the board, say, no, no, that doesn't match your climate change plans that we want to see you implement. Now you need to reduce oil production. This is the travesty, Glenn. It's the fraud of our time where Americans are paying for $5 gas at the pump with one hand, not knowing that their own 401k accounts and their own pension fund accounts and brokerage accounts are actually subsidizing the very ESG agenda that gives them $5 gas in the first place. And, and I think that once people start to see that with clear eyes, the good news is we find our way to a better way forward to say that we're not going to let someone else abuse my money, abuse my savings to be able to send messages to the U.S. energy industry that I absolutely don't want to be delivering 
to the U.S. energy industry. Well, that is instead, I want them to make great products. That that's actually what's, what what I think we, the next step in this battle looks like. We have a ton of states now that are looking to move their money, and you know all of the pension funds and everything else. We have a lot of states that want to do that. We have a lot of people that want to do that. But I'm assuming this is what you're working on. Uh, you, I think you told us uh, last time you were on that you were going to start something and go right after BlackRock. And well, this is is that is that is, happening? This is, this is why that I started Strive uh, earlier this year creating a firm to compete head-on versus BlackRock, because these are problems, Glenn, created in the market that need to be solved through the market. And so that's why I started Strive, and we're going we're to take these guys head-on. And I've learned a lot over the last you know, few months even about how broken that pension fund system at the state level really is. And, and this isn't even a Republican or a Democrat issue. You know, we talk about, you know, a lot of times no. people talk about the deep state and the federal government. I think it exists at the state level. I think it exists in corporate America, what I call deep corporate. But th- these are institutionalized, bureaucratized actors that, you know, BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, they've mastered this system over the last 10 to 20 years. And it's an ossified system that in absence of everyday citizens speaking up and demanding change, you're going to have a mid-level bureaucrat who's going to happily sit and collect his paycheck without wanting to be bothered that's going to say, well, this is what I've done, and I don't get paid anymore if I serve my citizens or not, so leave me alone. You know, I'm, 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 I'm overstating the case, but only by a little bit, which, which is exactly how many of these mid-level bureaucrats at the state level think and even communicate. And I think that at the end of the day, the right answer is going to come from everyday citizens demanding change, kind of like what you saw in a small scale of the school boards last year, parents taking educational mm-hmm. control back into their own hands not leaving it to some mm-hmm. sort of bureaucratized school board and saying that it's your job to educate my children. No, they're my children, and I have a say in how they're educated. It's the equivalent, I think, I think, I think bottom-up, you know, it's a sort of a positive revolution of sorts that we need to see that yeah. actually take everyday and citizens I, I, and say that this is my hard-earned savings. I'm going to take control. It's just like it's my kids, it's my money. It's not your money, a pension yeah. from bureaucrat, and it's definitely not your money, BlackRock. That's what we're going to have to see. I. I think the same thing could be said for what we saw with Afghanistan. I mean, just this audience raised almost $50 million uh, in, in like three weeks to go and save the, and rescue people uh, from the Afghanistan uh, debacle. We, we flew the last plane. This, this is the deal we had to make with the State Department, that we could get our people out if our first plane that flew out would carry our special forces. We're the ones that paid for that. I mean, it's incredible, but it is also a great, uh, a great example of what a group of people can do if they really set their mind to it. Vivek, hang on just for one minute. I have one more question for you. But first, I have to tell you about the Tuttle Twins. They have a powerful, powerful new book. Uh, it's called American History, 1215 to 1776. It is a history book. It's a story book. It's not about the dates and the, and the memorization of names. It's about the ideas because that's what history is supposed to teach us. What idea replaced the old idea? And how did we get there? And what did we learn from it? If you learn from history and not the names and the dates, but if you learn the stories, you'll be able to apply that to our future. 
And that's what's missing right now. We don't know our own history. We're not teaching why fascism, how it came about, why it happened, and how bad it was. We're not teaching, we're teaching more of that than we are of communism. We're not even teaching what worked here in America and what set us apart. The Tuttle Twins book does it. They have an amazing deal right now. They're throwing in 200 pages of companion curriculum and activities, an audiobook version, videos to help the lessons from the book come alive. It's like 250 pages itself. Your kids are going to love it. You will love it. I think every American home needs to have a copy of American history by the Tuttle Twins uh, in their home. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You can preview a free sample of the chapter and you can see for yourself why it's, I think, crucial to own. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Vivek, earlier this week, um, uh, I came back from vacation and I, I said the most important story since I've been gone was the Sri Lanka uh, uh, overthrow of the government uh, and kicking out of the president. Because uh, the uh, World Economic Forum said this is the model. And there was a story up at WEF.org that said the headline was how we're going to make Sri Lanka rich by 2025. So they implemented all of this stuff. They did everything the World Economic Forum uh, said to do. Um, and I talked about it and read that story on the air. By the time I got off the air, the World Economic Forum had taken that story off of their website. But do you agree that Sri Lanka is the example that we should all be looking at saying they're the ones who did it? And look how it turned out. I think it's a great example. Unfortunately, Glenn, I, I would love to say it is the example. Unfortunately, we're seeing more and more examples by the day. I, I mean, this is, I mean, look, look at what's happening in Ghana. Look at what's happening in the Netherlands. Look at what's happening in the United States and Canada at a smaller scale. We have an energy supply shortage that we just talked about in this country. But you're right. Sri Lanka is a great example to see what happens when these toxic philosophies are taken to their logical extent. And, you know, I think that this is a transnational issue, Glenn. It is a transpartisan issue. It goes beyond partisan boundaries, national boundaries. It is a global monarchy. And it's going to take a revolution to fight. I agree. You're exactly right. Vivek, thank you so much. Be a part of that revolution. uh, Because we're in one, whether you like it or not. And we don't need to pick up our guns. We need to inform ourselves and inform our neighbors. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, they say walking is good for you. I don't believe it, but, uh, you know, sounds like a lie that somebody like George Soros would make up. I would make the world walk. Yeah, nice try, Soros, but you're not following me. Uh, anyway. Uh, this means protecting my car because I don't want to walk every place. Uh, you got to have your car working. It's, you know, we're not living in Europe. We're living in America where, man, you can drive 40 minutes to work every day. Car Shield 
offers the protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month and it will cover more parts than ever before so if your car has five thousand or 150,000 miles on it it doesn't matter when you need a repair you don't have to deal with the paperwork the headaches you don't have to worry about it you don't have to even write a check because car shield is there to take care of it and they handle it so count on car shield to take care of you when you're on the road and your car breaks down stuck on the middle of the road Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement. Save 10% right now. Carshield.com slash Beck. 800-391-8888. Carshield.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. Most people don't know the history of the Purple Heart. The Purple Heart uh, medal is now awarded if you were wounded in combat. But that is not what the Purple Heart set out to be. The reason why the Purple Heart is a Purple Heart and has the, the bust of George Washington on it is because the Purple Heart used to be called the Merit Badge, the Badge of Merit. And it was something that George Washington did in the Revolutionary War. It was the first civilian uh, medal that was allowed. If you if you were an officer, you could get medals. Anybody under an officer, you couldn't get any medals. Uh, and so he made this as the first enlisted man's uh, uh, badge of merit. And it didn't matter. You could be an enlisted man. You could be a captain. Uh, and you could still earn this. George Washington knew that they were up against the the most fierce enemy that anyone had ever faced. They were against the the nation that said the sun never sets on our empire. Uh, and it was true. Most valuable, most uh, powerful army, military, navy in existence at the time. And we were a bunch of farmers. So he looked for things that um, uh, would bring uh, would bring favor upon our people because we were people of merit and we were doing things that would find favor in the eyes of God. He believed that's the only way to win is if we deserve uh, to win because we're a good, decent people. So I wanted to bring this back. It was lost up until FDR. He's the guy who reinstated the the uh, the merit badge or the the Purple Heart, but it's not for merit anymore. But I think to win this battle, we have to be people of merit and honor and integrity and kindness and decency. Now that doesn't mean you're not you're not tough, uh, but you're you're also a softy at heart when it comes to people you have empathy so i have three nominations and we're going to award it tomorrow the first uh glenbeck program badge of merit uh and these are the three uh people that we have narrowed it down to this week terry the general terry is a vietnam veteran by the way these were all nominated from members of the audience so when i'm reading these think of people that that come to mind that you know that might deserve next week uh, Terry is a Vietnam veteran. He's the man behind Our Brother's House, which is a recovery home for men that follow the 12-step program in uh, Munster, Texas. 
He was nominated by a man who lived in that home for six years and went through his recovery program and is now seven and a half years sober. Um, it began in 2012 in Gainesville, then moved to Munster in 2015. It houses about 40, minute, uh, 40 men. The program is free and completely privately funded to avoid any government strings. The facility focuses on recovery and work. And according to the guy who nominated, uh, it requires no money to get in. You have to convince Terry and his assistants that you're ready to quit drinking and drugging. And that's it. There are rules and regulations, of course. Chores are assigned and they have to be done. But after you've been there for a while, uh, they'll assist you with finding a job. AA or NA meetings are mandatory unless you're at work. And you can stay as long as you need, as long as you follow the rules and you stay sober. The uh, guy who nominated Terry said he's a very fair man, but he doesn't put up with BS. He's just one of us. He sees a con game a mile away. He has lots of love in his heart. He's hard on guys at times because he cares. He's like a father figure to many. I have seen well over 600 men of all ages, including teens, come and go. Many of them made it and go on to live and prosper. Some have died, but all of them have been forever touched by this man. I can't think of uh, anything more meritorious than walking with grace with God, saving lives and giving back to the community, feeding the hungry. Terry leads this charge. I call him the general because he's had the vision and continues to have it. Whatever it takes to uh, uh, carry on his recovery program forward one day at a time. That's uh, nominee number one. Uh, nominee number two is the resilient mom. Uh, Jenny Taylor's husband, Brent Taylor. He was a major uh, in the uh, Utah Army National Guard, and he died serving in Afghanistan in 2018. Oh, my gosh. She was left to parent their seven children all alone. Not only is she there for her own family, but families of military members all across the country. After her husband's death... On the day that would have been his 40th birthday, she founded the Major Brent Taylor Foundation uh, based in Utah. The foundation has three major points of focus. Training up service-oriented leaders, honoring military members and their family, and engaging in meaningful acts of service. The foundation hosts leadership training programs, provides scholarships, and uh, holds events and ceremonies for military families uh, and military members. Um, Jenny has been a spokesperson for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, appeared briefly on news outlets talking about her husband, but rarely has her own merit been publicly celebrated. Not only she raised a family of seven alone with faith, love, and grace, but in the midst of tragedy, she dedicated herself to the service of others. She is the one person that comes to mind when I think of honor, merit, integrity, and selflessness. So there's two people that started a foundation, but I want to make sure that you understand as you nominate people that it doesn't have to be somebody who has done like started a foundation or done something miraculous. The merit award goes to people who quietly serve as well. Now, these two that I just read quietly serve. They're not looking for attention. However, I want to make sure that it is the small acts that we don't miss because most of us can do these small acts every single day. Which brings me to Kim, the good neighbor. 
This is the message from the person nominating. I lost my husband to suicide in 2015. My neighbor who lives across the street has always been there when I need anything. I'm 70 years old. When COVID happened, Kim would get me things that I needed at the grocery store and wouldn't let me pay for them. When I needed a colonoscopy, she took off time at work to take me. She mowed my lawn one time when I was trying to mow it myself and it was too hot for me and I was trying to do it after work. She finished mowing it for me. She takes my trash barrels out when the weather is bad. She took me to eat on my birthday. Anytime I need anything, she's there. If I don't feel well, she keeps her cell phone on all night in case I need help. That is a good neighbor. These three are up for the Merit Award. The Merit Badge, the first ever, will be um, uh, awarded tomorrow. And I urge you to nominate somebody. Look for somebody that is making life easier for people. Um, and we have to learn from them and recognize that there's a lot of really good people there. And hopefully, as more of us see those good people, we'll want to be good people. And it will spread because the world needs empathy and it needs courage right now. You can nominate at uh, glenbeck.com. Just go there on the front page. You'll see where you can nominate somebody for the Badge of Merit. We'll give that award out tomorrow. Uh, I want to leave you with this. This is, it comes from Thomas Jefferson. He wrote a letter to Peter Carr, his uh, nephew, and it is, it is one of the best letters I've ever read. It's the one that changed my life where he talks about um, uh, questioning with boldness even the very exist existence of God. For if there be a God, he must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. In that same letter, he said this, give up money, give up fame, give up science. Give the earth itself and all it contains rather than to do an immoral act. Never suppose that any possible situation or any, under any circumstances that it is best for you to do a dishonorable thing, however slight it might appear to you. Whenever you are to do a thing, ask yourself how you would act we're all the world looking at you and then act accordingly. Thomas Jefferson. Back in just a second. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is rough greens. I have to tell you, Uno in the last three months has slowed way down, way down. And uh, I'm hoping we don't lose him soon, um, but he has really slowed down. And it came on so fast. It's so weird because our other German shepherds have, you know, you see them fade over a long period of time. Um, and Uno has been so young and energetic and everything until recently. Uh, and a part of me is hoping that Rough Greens has extended his, his life and shortened the, um, the bad years for him. Um, and get, kept him going and healthy as long as he possibly could before age finally set in. Rough Greens is a, not a dog food. It's a supplement that I put on his food. Um, 
and it, it has truly made a huge difference in his life and in our life. He is just my best friend. I just love him. Try it with your dog. See the difference that Rough Greens can make. Now, they want to send you a first a, a trial bag. They'll send it to you for free. You just pay for shipping. But that's just to see if your dog will eat it, if your dog will like it. Every dog that I or every owner that I've talked to about their dog, they all say that they, they gobble it up. It's like dog crack. But just to make sure that your dog likes it so you're not out any money, um, get the trial bag. Then if they eat it, start them on a regular diet of whatever you're feeding with rough greens on top and watch over the months the difference it will make in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLENN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking here about are we a nation of laws or a nation of men now? We George Washington said we are a nature. We are a nation of laws, not of men, which means that it doesn't matter your station in life. It doesn't matter if you're poor or you're uh, uh, rich. Doesn't matter if you are white or black. The idea of America is that it is equal justice because justice is blind. I cannot tell you that we live in that nation at all anymore, at all. And I think we are very close to losing, losing forever. I mean, once you change some of the fundamentals, if ESG is allowed to continue and it changes our energy, it changes our lifestyle, etc., etc., we're not getting it back. It's just not coming back. Um, and we are so close to that. And so you understand what kind of world that is. Whoever is in power, uh, the other side will be criminalized immediately. And the other side can get away with anything. It is the old Soviet Union kind of style, where if you're a party member... You know, as long as your crime isn't against the party, you're fine. You're fine. And isn't that what we're seeing with Hunter Biden? Tonight, we have a special on uh, Hunter Biden and the, the Biden crime family. And I'm going to be addressing something that I have not addressed before, and that is his sexual perversions. Um, there is, there's something deeply disturbing about all of this that I don't think anybody has the guts to say out loud. And I will tonight. Um, don't miss criminal cronies, the never ending trail of the Biden crime corruption. Uh, so that's tonight, 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. Don't miss it. You know, these specials are usually way ahead of the news. It's so amazing. I watch people and they're like, hey, did you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did that on a special about a year ago. Um, but hey, media. Good job. You're only a year or 12 years late. Uh, anyway, that's tonight at 9 p.m. And I think this kind of goes to the same thing with the January 6th, guys. 
I mean, well, let me let me do this. Look at what they're doing with January 6th. And the what are they calling it? The Colbert Nine? Yeah. The people yeah. who who were not supposed to be in the Capitol and they were roaming around and told to leave, et cetera, et cetera. No charges. No charges. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But if that would have been me, I can guarantee you oh, yeah. I would have been called a January Sixer. Well, especially if you went into the Capitol building and started parading. Uh, that would have been, oh, I hope you would have been locked me started up. on parade. Right? Because it's yeah. so heinous. Yeah. You can't even fathom I know. how heinous parading I know. is. I, can't. I know. Well, it's not just parading. <laughs> it's parading without a permit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I right. don't have a problem. If you want to parade, you know, and you have a permit, go ahead. But parading without a permit? Unconscionable. Holy cow. I, I was just See, reading. that's what I mean, though. Go ahead. That, that, that is a, a prime example of how um, there is no equal justice. Yeah. They had to go right. after these guys to make a point. Mm-hmm. And so they had to come up with something that grandma was doing. Well, she was parading on January 6th. <laughs> that's that's not justice. <laughs> no. That's not justice. And it, it, they've they've beaten this drum so hard and for so long. It's just really hard to take. And, and you and I are both. Really pissed off that it happened at all because it, it hurts the right a lot. It makes us look mm-hmm. bad. Uh, but I was just reading an article yesterday that said this insurrection, which took the lives of five people. What? No. Five people? No, what? it didn't. No, it did not. They include the cops who uh, had two strokes and the other two cops yeah. who weeks later committed suicide. Uh, and right. the, the only Those people are- that were actually killed were the woman that was trampled by police and uh, Ashley Babbitt, who got shot in the throat. Right. So the good guys killed two. The right. bad guys killed no one. The right. Back program.